This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Harvey and Joe. We're here until midnight. Then there's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN New York. Gordon, hello. Larry, how we feeling, my friend? I'm feeling pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. How come? How come? Well, because I had a moment, a kind of relaxing day. Uh-huh. That's uh, nice. Yeah, kind of relaxing day and doing some things and doing some things on the internet and doing some reading and watching some stuff. So it was, um, you know, it, it, was a, it, it was a relaxing day. So it was pretty good uh, until, you know, I found out that Jim Beheim was told something that <laughs> makes him hard to come back and coach <laughs> Syracuse again. Yeah, that was a that was a surprise. That was it was very weird. the way that uh, they described it. The uh, the anchor there on the Sports Center was it did seem kind of clunky. Yeah, uh, it was. You know, Jay Billis is I think right on and saying I don't think that this is the way. This is not the way you want to wrap up a career. No, the, the, the likes of, of of Jim Beheim. So you just kind of wonder what's going on behind the scene. I know there's been some some turmoil there uh, recently. He's had some stuff with. Uh, the student reporter not that long mm-hmm. ago, so maybe there's mm-hmm. been some tensions there. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, what a career, right? 35 uh, NCAA tournament appearance. I think 23 players taken in the first round of the NBA unbelievable. draft. Unbelievable. Unbe- it's an un- unbelievable career. And, and you uh, can't say that it'll never happen again, something like no, that, no, no, but no, it's no. going to be very rare that anybody you know anybody has success at a small school, yeah. uh, they're, they're bolting. So 47 yeah. seasons at one school. That's tough to top that. Joe and I was just talking about that, about coaches bolting. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, and we'll get back to that. Did you see that KD slipped um, earlier this evening during warm-ups? I saw that he was out. I didn't know that. That I just thought it was a, yeah, a, a normal. He slipped during warm-ups, and um, he slipped on the layup line and went down, and he didn't play tonight. Isn't Uh-oh. that crazy? I got to check on my Phoenix Suns futures now. Uh, that's not great. You know, so um, – that, that was just they're just showing the replay on ESPN so I just thought I'd, I was like oh that's why because I saw here's what alerted me to it OBJ tweeted prayers out to KD Trey five I'm like what happened to the family member or something like mm-hmm. that and then mm-hmm. now I understand what that means with the you know with the, the, the injury during the layup line takes me back to Gordon Amari Stoudemire hurting his back dunking yeah in a Nick playoff game I think it was in Boston, if, not, if, I, if my memory serves me right. It's up in Boston, so it took me. Um, you were talking about Jim Beheim, mm-hmm. Gordon, young Larry, young Larry in the business, uh-huh. covering Big East tournament. They had that okay. back then, huh? All right. Big East tournament sure at the Garden. Before that time. Big East tournament at the Garden. Yeah. It's it's John Thompson with the towel oh, over his shoulder. Sure. It's Luke on the second with the various sweaters. It's. You know, it's uh, it's it's Jim Beheim. It's mm-hmm. it's the beginning of what kind of brought local college basketball back in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you just you know, and and it's it's that rivalry. It, it was that it was being a part of that and living in there all day, <laughs> just watching game after game after game, and you know, just just the intensity of, of the rivalry and how the schools were. Uh, you know, Raleigh Massimino and, and, you know, before Jay Wright, Raleigh Massimino over there coaching in, in mm-hmm. Villanova. And it's sure. just, 
you know, just, just the late 80s and early 90s, that's when the Big East was really at its apex, Gordon. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you could be – you're not a young man if you know anybody other than Jim Beheim coaching at Syracuse. I mean, <laughs> that's, true. It's, that's a long time, 47 years. That's right. It's a long time. That is long a time. long, long time. So we wish him the best as to wherever his next stop may be. Gordon, I want to start with the Knicks tonight. Okay. And the reason why I want to start Bing with the bong. Knicks is because this is – tomorrow night's game is – going to be very interesting for me. And you always want to see, and this is not adversity. You know, adversity is you know, injury or something like that. So losing a game after you've won nine straight is not adversity. But I do want to see how the Knicks respond to it. Because it's, yeah, the, the, I think they were fatigued, although there's a player on this team who doesn't think that that was a deal at all. We'll hear from him, Josh Hart, in a second. But so, you know, they just didn't play well. And it was one of those games where shots didn't fall and nothing it, nothing that you had seen from them before happened, happened well during that nine-game streak. They had been hitting shots. They have been hitting threes. They have been playing so well. And last night was one of those nights. So how do they respond, right? Tomorrow night against a Sacramento team, going that a lot of uh, – I'll raise both my hands. I thought they were – would falter under the pressure of KD going to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. All right, they were like the third or fourth seed. And they're still hanging in there. I saw them last night and they were outstanding. So I'm really curious to see how this team, how this Nick team is going to respond on the road, hostile environment against the Sacramento team that listen, I'm not trying to say they're the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. But what I am saying is for that crowd, this is the best, this is the most hope they've had really consistently for since, I mean, you know, the the 90s Kings. Yeah. yeah. It's been uh, a while. It's been a long time. The Sacramento Kings currently hold the longest streak of the four major sports in North America in terms of playoff droughts. I think they're at 16. Mm-hmm. And as long as the roof does not cave in and they make the playoffs this year, the team that will then take over – the longest drought of North American sports teams is not here, is it? It's the New York Jets. Oh. I think it's also they also. I think they're tied with maybe the Sabers. There's another mm-hmm. team that they're tied with. I don't remember who it is exactly. It's a hockey yeah. team, so not surprised that I don't know who it is. But um, if you go by the big three, it'll be the Jets all by themselves. Right. So Sacramento, it's been a long time since they've had anything to. I mean, they are the. Uh, you know, I think the Knicks got that for a long time as well, but now that mm-hmm. they've kind of straightened things out, the Sacramento Kings are always going to be kind of an NBA punchline. So uh, good to see them finally starting to get something pointed in the right direction. I still don't believe in them. Right. I agree. <laughs> I don't know who they're going to match up against in the playoffs, but I don't care who it is. I- I'd probably be taking the other team, but good for them that they've they've had this season. It's been a very surprising season for them. It has, and they're now tied with Memphis at 38 and 26, seven and a half, both behind Denver. And Gordon, Memphis is really, I mean, and it's not just John Morant. I mean, that's the latest thing that's happened to them, but yeah. injuries and they're not the team they were last year, Gordon. They started out so well. And, and here's, you know, they're, they're five and five over their last 10. They've lost three in a row. And they're coming up on the stretch where, you know what, you thought Sacramento was going to drop. I mean, Memphis is dropping like a rock. 
Yeah, it, the the West seems very wide open. Uh, you know, I don't Denver. I know has been fantastic, but until they have a, a real deep playoff run, uh, it's kind of hard. It, it feels like it's Phoenix's to take unless mm-hmm. Golden State can kind of get back and get healthy. But they've had a very uh, pedestrian regular season. Maybe the Mavericks, if they can get hot, who knows? Um, the Clippers with their guys, it's so it's so tough to predict because yeah. <laughs> guys don't play. Um, so you know when the Lakers made their moves before the the trade deadline, people started getting excited. Well, maybe you know the the West is so wide open that maybe it's possible. So I guess maybe it's possible. To, I mean, could you imagine the Sacramento Kings in the Western Conference Finals this year? <laughs> that seems else. hard for me to believe. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know. Talk about the Lakers. Can you believe this? They're now two games out of the fifth spot. They're two games behind Golden State. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are bunched up. And I yeah, guess exactly. when you go to the idea of the play-in, right, you want to extend it so that there's uh, it's the one thing that kind of keeps the, the regular season somewhat, uh, keeps your eye on it. But, yeah, the Pelicans are, are right there with the, mm-hmm. the Lakers and the Clippers and the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. I mean, there's a bunch of teams that are all bunched up. Yeah, um, yeah. But – We'll have to see how long KD is going to be out as a result of this. I mean, that would just be the worst luck in the world if this guy's going to miss. Yeah, if he's going to miss any significant time because of that. Home debut, rolled his ankle in warmups. Can you imagine the game night crew who's supposed to make sure there's no wet spots on the floor? Oh my, that guy's fired. <laughs> that guy's gone. <laughs> that whole crew is in serious trouble right yeah. now. Yeah. They're in it's serious it's trouble. so weird though that like that's the way that we make sh- like a guy with yeah. a broom towel with a towel a on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a better system than this. It's like when I see the guys washing the windows. We have all this new technology and and the high-rise building that's still two yeah. guys with a bucket and and two ropes on the side. <laughs> Doesn't seem seems we should have advanced past that. Uh, you would think so, Gordon, but would not, think. Quite. Not, no, quite. not quite. Not quite. Not quite. We're working on some things. We're working on some things as far as that's concerned. one 800 919 Give me your thoughts on this Nick road trip. You've got Sacramento tomorrow night, Clippers and Lakers Saturday, Sunday, and then you finish with Phoenix on – not Phoenix. Uh, Portland, I'm sorry. Portland on, I believe, it's Tuesday. So how do you think this team's going to do? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Our jobs is to play basketball. And our job is, and it's, you got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. You know, for us, you know, we're playing a game, and obviously we're fortunate enough to play a game like this, but we have to um, keep that in perspective. I mean, we got to go out and compete and play a game that we love to do and compete at the highest level. So, you know, we got to make sure we're full of energy and lively every time we step on the court. And I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think we can, you know, blame this on fatigue. We got to, you know, like I said, continue to grow and, you know, play winning basketball. And like I said, sometimes when you're winning, some some, some of those bad habits are, uh, are kind of Band-Aid. And, um, you know, that's why it's self-winning in the league. That was Josh Hart after last night's disappointing loss by the Knicks to the lowly Charlotte Hornets. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. And Gordon, uh, he, I'm sure, if you're a fan, he scored major points with you with that take. Having said that, he is, and I don't disagree with him, 
But Gordon, they still could have been tired. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it feels like – I hope that that's how he actually feels. That's a great mindset to have. But it, it seems pretty clear that you can still have that mindset and still have been tired. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you could see it. You know. And, and other guys like- on the team said, yeah. I mean, Julius Randle said, yeah, we, we kind of ran out of gas. It and does happen. Not- Absolutely. And, Gordon, it's not that they played – it wasn't that they weren't giving effort. You could see they were like they were running in quicksand, especially in the second half. You could see it. It was obvious. And it doesn't help that they were shorthanded as well. No. So, no, have we got any update on whether or not? I guess we won't get one till tomorrow. Um, I, I saw something earlier about that it was still up in the air that he was questionable. I think mm-hmm. uh, Jalen yeah. Brunson. But yeah. if I know Tibbs, game time decision. Yeah, around the evening warm-ups. He'll warm, he'll warm up. They'll have a nice little walkthrough tomorrow, see how he feels. Then tomorrow night in the warm-ups, they'll ask him, are you ready to go? Can you go? Can you not go? And then they'll make a decision. Be a nice way to get the, the road trip started. It would be. Even if he's on, to mix metaphors, a pitch count. Mm-hmm. Even if he's on minutes restriction, it would be nice that you have him available. Start the game, and then you know, which is the which is the tricky thing, right? Because if you start him, and he gets warm and he gets loose, you don't want to sit him for a long time because then it could you know ache or stiffen up again or whatever happens. So it's kind of tricky, but uh, that's that's what I think they'll do as far as he's concerned tomorrow. Yeah, and and getting somebody to be able to slow down the Aaron Fox would be good. Um, my my question is, does the idea of a pitch count exists in Tom Thibodeau's world. <laughs> <I think. laughs> Could you tell him we can only, you know, let's say 25, we can only play him for 25 minutes. If we play him for any more than 25 minutes, he's going to explode on the court. So you can only play him for 25 minutes. Do He'd you think Tibbs could court. limit himself to 20? No, it's a it. tie game, you know, late third quarter. Do you think that 25 minutes goes out the window? Goes right out the window. Yeah. Post game, he would say, well, I asked him and he said he's going to say it was okay. <laughs> yeah. I, pitch counts and Tibbs, I don't, I don't know that those I two know. work I together. But, I, but maybe with, uh, maybe with uh, a doctor's uh, infer- uh, influence plus understanding you got back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, he might he might, he I, might See, follow. to me, it's either he's in or he's out. Yeah. I think he's going to be in. I hope so. I think he's going to be in. Because I don't think he can stand it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, when you play, when you're playing, Gordon, you're sitting there, it's two games, he's sat. I just, you know, you want to play. It's like a week and a half in in the world. It is, especially for him with the minutes that he gets. Now, you may have to start looking. Okay, it may not be 25. But, Gordon, you may have to start limiting his minutes. You may have to start limiting or spotting him or changing your rotation where it quickly starts to get some more minutes in there, mm-hmm. you know, and Barrett can hang with the second team a little bit longer, which will help, you know, kind of smooth out that struggling trans- transition that he has to find shots with Randall and Brunson and he on the floor at the same time. Maybe this way you can rest, 
you know, Brunson more and put put uh, RJ with the with the bench unit and have them give you some more give you some more uh, some more playing time there. Where you kind of where you're not he's not on the pitch count, but you're kind of limiting the wear and tear on that foot. Let's hope so. I, I don't know. I, I just don't. I think that he's either. I, I don't see tweaks coming from from Tibbs on this one. I think it's going to be either he plays and he plays pretty close to his normal allotment of minutes. Mm-hmm. or he'll sit out again and, and we'll get him the next time. Think about this. Tomorrow there are six games mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yes. And you could make the argument that the biggest game of the six of the night is Knicks-Kings. Wow. Has that? I was going to say, when was the last time that happened? The better question is, has that ever happened? <laughs> the only game you could even make an argument, I think, is Golden State at Memphis. Yeah. But I think Knicks Kings is a bigger game. Certainly bigger it than is. Brooklyn and Milwaukee. No question. No question. It's bigger than Pacers, Rockets, or Jazz, or Magic, or Hornets and Pistons, that's for sure. Yeah. Knicks it's the matchups. Kings. Hornets and Pistons. That that's the battle for the uh that's the uh, um what Powerball game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. An extra ping pong ball for the lottery. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's what that the is. The Knicks and Kings being the biggest game of any day is like when wow. there's a scoreagami in the NFL, like a score that's never happened before, and people yeah. get all start losing their minds. Yeah. Knicks-Kings, the biggest game of the night tomorrow night. Well, and, and just think, it's, it's a doubleheader game on TNT. Mm-hmm. Golden State-Memphis first. Ooh. Golden State Memphis. Boy, <laughs> we thought it was going to be Steph against John Morant when we, when yeah. we looked at yeah. that at the beginning little, of the season. <laughs> and I'm sure when they're <laughs> billing it on the commercials, I'm sure they're probably still doing that. Imagine buying a ticket to that game. Yeah. Golden yeah. State Memphis. Oh, come on. We got to go see Steph and John Morant. That's right. And Don't buy those tickets too far game. in advance. You're better off waiting to day of game sometimes. Now you've got in that matchup, it's 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 a must see game because here's why you want to see how Memphis is is doing without Ja, right? Mm-hmm. A and B, you want to see if if Draymond Green will go out and hit Jordan Poole again <laughs> after not playing because he didn't get the ball because he didn't pass him the ball in their last game. So that yeah. that's must see too. <laughs> he just can't help himself. And, and Draymond Green just can't help himself. So that's so that's going to be fascinating to watch for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just wondering when it comes to this Knicks team, how much of this game – because you could make the argument this is the toughest game of the road trip. It is because it's the first one and you're coming mm-hmm. off that loss and you're right. facing a very dynamic team. Now, I don't know what's up with, with Darren Fox. He did not play in their last game. Yeah. So but I, don't, I, don't know I, I, I thought I saw today he not. was not listed on the injury report. Mm-hmm. So he might be back. So, you know. Big piece. Huge. Huge. And like I said, they're playing well. And they got that kid, Herder, who used to be in Atlanta, mm-hmm. who shoots sure. the, hits the threes. Yep. He's very good. He's yeah. Very good. He, he hurt the Knicks uh, during the, the playoff series a couple of years ago. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Because he could hit the three. So, Knicks have to be ready mentally to go. They have to be ready. We'll get your thoughts on how you think the Knicks are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Girl, let's head to the phones. Let's do it. We begin in Fun City, Brooklyn. That's where Jose's hanging out on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Jose? Good evening, guys. How you doing? Uh, 
So just wanted to get my Nick point out because uh, I do agree with you, Larry. It is going to be important to see how they bounce back um, because I, as we're getting down to the stretch of it, you know, these are going to be the games that are very important for seeding and also everything else that goes with it and momentum. And I love what Josh Hart said because even though, yes, they were tired and it does happen, they are humans at the end of the day. But, you know, when we're getting to the playoffs, there's going to be days where they're going to have a double overtime game and get only one rest day and bounce right back out for the next day. So we need to get the, he, he's going to, you know, for him to have that mindset, it's going to, you know, build dividends because they should be seeping out to the rest of the team because they need to bring out the intensity every single night, night unfortunately, at this time of the year. You're right, Jose. And here's the other thing you hope, and thanks for the phone call, uh, you hope that he's not the only one that thinks that way, Gordon. <laughs> Just because right. he said it, it doesn't mean that the whole team thinks that way. But I think for the most part, they do. Um, and, and listen, the, Gordon, as a competitor, it's a little embarrassing to lose to a team struggling with the record. Now, you give them credit. You know they've got guys on that team that can shoot. Uh, Ubre has hurt them before on a number of other teams. Uh, so you know coming in that it was good that that was the game you really wanted to get your road trip off with a nice win at home even though you've done well on the road so there's a little embarrassment there Gordon to, to, to lose to a team like that so let's see how how they respond to that and I, look, I don't think that the team actually cares but you know what'll happen if they go out and lose to the Kings ah see that that winning streak was was a fluke. It, yeah, they won a couple of games, but the Knicks are not that good. They're not. They, they're nowhere as good as the Cavs, or they're not the four seed. They'll be lucky if they're in the playoffs instead of the play-in. That'll start to creep back in. There, there's plenty of people out there that are waiting to jump on that bandwagon, and uh, unfortunately, with the Nets uh, winning these three games in a row, they are right there. So mm-hmm. you know, if you drop down to six, yeah, you still have a little bit of a wiggle room between you and the Heat, but. We kind of expect the Heat to play their best basketball down the stretch of the season. They have very well coached, very well run organization. So, yeah, you know, it's amazing. Even after nine straight wins, you lose two in a row and, and, the, and the doubts can start to creep back in. No question. Plus, if you forward that, that thought process down the line, Gordon, it's, it's a little tougher series now. If, you, if you're in sixth, you got to oh, play absolutely. a Philadelphia team yeah. where – Right now, Harden and Embiid are on, on a different level with that pick and roll that they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're playing – Harden's playing very well right now. And Philly's playing really good. Uh, so, you know, the 4-5, the Cleveland's a little easier matchup. Not saying it's definite that you win it, but it's a little easier matchup for you uh, as opposed to facing Embiid and Philly. And, you know, so you it behooves you to continue to keep winning because you want to you – you definitely want to make sure that you are not dropping into into seventh. Okay, you, that's what you definitely want to make sure. And right now, you're at fifth. You just got to keep keep playing, keep going, and keep doing what you got to do to make sure that you uh, you know have that opportunity to be in the best postseason spot you can be. Well, look, the Sixers. If the Sixers are in a series in the first round, like if it's a, if it's a series where you're going to get you know deep into the series. That's a disaster for the Sixers. If the Sixers have any uh, uh, fears of getting knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, that would be mm-hmm. an absolute disaster. So 
I don't have a whole lot of hope in the in the the, the Sixers. To me, it's still Bucks Celtics, even though the top three are, are pretty close there. Mm-hmm. To me, it, it's 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 pretty clear delineation between Bucks Celtics and then Sixers. But right, right. Uh, yeah, if you're a Nick team, I don't think that you want to be facing Philly and and that that duo. As good as your duo is, their duo is better. And the funny thing is, you'd be if you're a Philly fan, you're confident unless your team is up. <laughs> I guess they're up three one. Then mm. you get concerned because <laughs> they just, you know, it's unfortunate. Doc Rivers is a heck of a coach, but Those Gordon, game sevens, boy, Oof. oh, that, and, that game and, seven, oh my lord! You, if you could tell me the Knicks would get to immediately go to a game seven, then maybe I might want to face the Sixers. But that doesn't unfortunately work that way. Tom is in Tom's River. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. What's up, Tom? Hey, Larry Gordon. What's up? What's going on? Yeah, so I was talking, you know, talking about the Knicks a little bit. I think everybody should calm down, you know. They're going to take care of the Kings tomorrow just because they lost one game after a nine-game winning streak. They were a little bit tired, you know. Absolutely. That's, that's, no, I, I think happened. we know that, but they do have to come out and respond. Yeah, they're going to come back. They're going to wreck the Kings and say, are they going to have Brunson back? We don't know. Don't know he yet. He's questionable for tomorrow. We Likely do know be a game the, time decision. We do know the Aaron Fox is, is going to be able to go, Gordon. Okay, yeah. yeah you will also, one more thing. Um, do you think the Yankees are going to be able to take care of the Astros this year? I'd what do you think, think Gordon? So. I don't know. I don't really have a – if I had to go Thanks, to sports Tom. court and, and, and lay out the case right now for why they can, uh, it would, it would, it would be a long be shot. Pitching. I it would, would need some, I would need Perry Mason. I would need I would need some really good lawyers to help me uh, craft that argument because right now it doesn't feel like uh, they closed the gap for sure. And Paul Drake to do something with the bats <laughs> would be nice. Would be nice. That's what you need. But uh, I, I guess I guess it would have to be Gordon that you would rely on your top on your on your starting rotation. Yeah. To keep it close. That that yeah. would, that, that would be at that this would be point, the case. That would, that's what you'd have to go But, you know, that's, that's the, the thing with baseball. There are guys who will end up contributing to both the Yankees and the Astros mm-hmm. that we're not really even considering right now. Either they'll bring them in and trade. Maybe it's a, a prospect that comes up, a guy who makes the team out of spring trade. You know, there's always guys in the course of a baseball season is forever Yeah, that there are contributors where you don't expect there to be contributors and contributing at a different level than you expect them to contribute. You know, like at this point last year, was anybody um, was anybody thinking of um, you know some of the guys in the rotation last year that stepped up and, and, and provided as much as they did? Mm-hmm. You know, Nestor Cortez. Was anybody thinking about Nestor Cortez no. last year at this time? Mm-hmm. Thinking, no. oh, he's definitely you know he could be a two starter. I don't think so. Isn't I know I was. He had some year last year. He had an incredible year. Incredible year. Yeah. I wonder is that going to? I think the rules going to allow him to. We'll, we'll screw him around with taking his little his little pitching. You know, I think he'll be the one that will adapt to it very easily. I was reading today about how uh, Jonathan Loizaga is is I don't know if it's in all of baseball, but he takes a long time. He does in between pitches. Yeah, so he's he's everybody's going to have to adjust. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But no, the, see. I'm just curious. I'm not saying that it's going to be they're not going to they're now going to just go out and lose all the games on the road trip, Gordon. I'm just curious to see how you respond from a game like that in your building, right? Um, coming up a great week, mm-hmm. 
emotion. In your building. Win after win, perfor- great performance after great performance. And, and here's the thing. If the Knicks are the five seed, if they are truly a five seed type of team, they go out tomorrow and they handle their business. They do. If they and don't, well, then you, 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 that, that doubt has to – look, you can tell me anything you want. Oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. You and I both know if the Knicks mm-hmm. go out there and lose that game tomorrow night, the Ooh. calls the next day are going to be, oh, see, I told you they're not yeah. as good. Randall, we got to get him out of here. we got to get Tibbs out of here. They already had an eight-game winning streak that didn't stick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So – I'm just curious to see how they respond. It, it's going to uh, tell you a lot about this, a lot about the team. Because it's easy to keep playing when you're rolling. Mm-hmm. It's easy to keep playing. It's easy. The mindset: Oh, we got this. We're good. We're, oh, we had a oh, we had a speed bump. Okay, so what do we do now? And once again, if Brunson's back, then and you and you play well and you win, it's different. Then you just say, well, you know what? We were tired and we didn't have our our point guard, even mm-hmm. though we didn't have him for the. The, the double overtime in Boston, and we, and, you know, we, he, we wore him out in the in the overtime in Miami. So now let's see what happens with this team. So it, it, it's, we had looked at this West Coast trip, Gordon, anyway, because this late in the year, it's it's not easy to go west. And even though two of the games, you're not really traveling because Clippers and Lakers play in the same right, building. Sure. So you got the extra, but this extra night in LA. Yeah, that, that, there's a downside to that, too. There is a downside to that. You know, so that could be something, you know, that, that could be almost like another trip, you know. so a Different uh, kind of trip. Different kind of trip. No yeah. question about it. Mm-hmm. But the, the real thing that I'm curious, not only about the team, but I'm curious to see if the bench can continue to play with the, as the way they've been playing. And even though you know, I'm not talking about minutes and stuff like that, I mean, top end, we could, you know, talk about minutes and all the other stuff, but it just seems like, they have a nice they have a nice chemistry now gordon you know um to to how the bench has been playing we'll move the starters aside for a second since hart's been there and they've been moving mm-hmm. you know barrett back and forth they have a nice movement there it's obviously you get more time because quickly's seeing a lot more time with the starters but he i just like the way the bench is playing now so for me on the, this late in the season, that bench has got to continue to bring the energy, and I think they'll be okay. Let's hope so. Let's hope so because that's that. that uh, you get that win, all of us. You know, we we're talking last night. If they go two and two on the road trip, you'll feel good. Uh, two and two is okay. I, I would probably sign for two and two. But if you mm-hmm. have if you have aspirations of being the five seed, you feel like you should be able to hang with it. And and again, it's a road trip out west, but it's not like you're taking on. Um, you know, all the, the, the top teams. And it's yeah. not like there's that many great teams. You know, if, you, if they were playing Phoenix on this road trip, I'd say, okay, well, you know, you get Phoenix what, and Denver. Right, and... exactly. You, you take what you can get. But, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's no reason why they should not be hanging in these games. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's all you want. You want on the road, you want to be close. So when the fourth quarter comes, you can make the push to win the game. That's what you want to do. Or – you can blow them out early, which would be nice. It would be nice. <laughs> and, and the Knicks have done their best work on the road this year. They and have. That's where they really made their – I mean, they got better at home recently. But, yes. they, they've, uh, you know, a lot of wins on the road this year. So let's see if they wins. can uh, keep that trend going. This would be a good time to keep that trend going. Absolutely. Tied with Boston and Milwaukee, I believe, for best road records, best road wins. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
as we you know go through the season, I, I don't want us to change our approach, and I, and that's what I really like about this team is just concentrate on exactly what's in front of you. So learn from tonight, then you know tomorrow we it's all about getting ready for Sacramento. Don't look ahead, just think about the improvements we have to make. Get ready for that game, and then when that game's gone, get ready for the next one. Just go keep going step by step. Don't jump ahead. Uh, and we know we're we're playing really good teams, and you you know I think this time of the season you also realize the intensity is going to be there. Tom Thibodeau on the mindset of his team heading west. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, uh, he's absolutely right about that. That's what you, you don't want to change anything. You, you've won nine straight games. It's, it's working. Believe me, don't change a thing. Not a thing. Yeah, a change is not really something that, it's not like t- Tibbs is, well, we've won nine in a row. Let's start shaking things up just for the hell of it. No. Yeah. He is not that guy. No, and rightfully so. He's been very yeah. successful. I mean, could uh, is it crazy to think that he's going to finish top five in Coach of the Year again this t- this year? Yeah, probably will. You're right. Probably will. No question about it. No question about it. Back to the phones we go. Freddie's in Brooklyn. Hey, Freddie, you're next on 98.7. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, Freddie. Yeah, it was a bit um, disappointing and a little bit embarrassing losing to the Hornets last night especially in view of how well the Knicks was playing. But I much more prefer them to lose to the Hornets than to lose to the Kings. I think it's much more impactful if they go out west and beat the Kings. It would just reinforce what level this team is really at. Having a victory like that. Hmm. That's interesting, Freddie. Thanks for the phone call. And I guess that logic, Gordon, would be that you, they played very well against good teams, especially during this nine-game winning streak. So you realize your opponent is a really good team and you have to up your level and up your game. And, you know, so you, you're facing a Sacramento team that's very good and you're facing a bunch of good teams out west on this road trip. Maybe that will be the, you know, will be the re-energizer for this team to say, hey, you know what, we can't let happen what happened at the Garden. Let's go and, and, and you know, tighten our game up again. Well, look, the higher you go up the standings, the more you're expected to, to not have losing streaks. And they can't afford to, to go out there and even losing two or three in a row. Uh, that could be devastating. And, and then you, you slip back into the conversation of, are they in the playoffs? Are they in the play-in? And that's not, the, not where anybody – it's amazing when you're winning all these games and they've had this incredible season, there's no let-up. No. <laughs> There's no let up. You you have to continue to build upon it. So yeah, the the game against the Hornets disappointing. You just hope it's just the one game and and that they get back out there tomorrow night and get right back to where they were playing before that. Lee is in Manhattan. Lee is next on ninety eight seven. What's up, Lee? Gentlemen, what's happening? You. That's what's happening, Lee. Well, I sort of agree and disagree with the situation with the Knicks, but let me just throw two teams out here or one in particular that we haven't yet to see in the playoffs. You haven't seen Harden show up in the playoffs in God knows how long. And <laughs> Bede has never been that much healthy in the playoffs. A healthy MB and if a Harden decides to show up, dangerous team to watch out in the playoffs for. Mm-hmm. Yep, Brooklyn, agree. where Brooklyn is concerned, 
if they make it into the play-in tournament or make it into the playoffs, period, that's going to be a dangerous team, too. Particularly with that kid with Cam Johnson, you got Bridges, Dinwiddie, Harris is shooting the ball well, Claxton in the middle. That's another surprising team. But when it comes to our Knicks, at what point, everybody says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But at what point, or at how many games left in the season where you start getting those players that you know you're going to need at some point some playing time, okay? Because you're going to need your bench. And, 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 and me personally, I don't understand why Thibodeau is not expanding the bench and only sticking with nine, eight, nine players. Because you can't, you can't expect Julius Randle, okay, and Brunson to carry the load. And for that matter, with Mitchell Robinson, you need to get everybody as much time on the floor to get the feel of what's going to be coming down the line. Because as a Knicks fan, okay, and with the way the Knicks are playing, everybody talking about this Sacramento game, remember the next six games that you have are against West Coast teams, four on the road, two at home. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you can go three and three, okay, against those and. You talk about they should have beat Sacramento. Anybody can get can 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 be beaten on any given night. I hear people talking about the Lakers is a winnable game. Okay, that's a back to back against the Clippers. But don't let AD get hot. Okay, mm-hmm. that game is not as easy as people making it out to be. Right. So you gotta you got you gotta look at the fact that I mean at least me expand your bench a little bit. You need to get some of them players. That's sitting on that bench a few minutes on the floor, play a little defense, you know, for the, for the sake of trying to keep the ones that you're going to need down the stretch and in the playoffs somewhat healthy. Lee, thanks for the phone call. You make a lot of sense, my friend, but I'm going to tell you something. You, there's probably more of a chance of this bench getting shrunk <laughs> than extended. <laughs> Never! Well, I will say if Brunson is out tomorrow, mm-hmm. yes. then I think you're forced to at least give, even if it's you just give a McBride few minutes. A minute. Yeah, because that's what you've done. That's what he's yeah. done already. Yeah. So you, so it, it's he's extend, but he's really extending it one person, right? So it's still, it's still a nine player. It's still a nine. Basically, it's still yeah. It's still his his nine his, his nine. Uh, you know, stretching it to nine. Uh, 10, 11? No, 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 no. Lee. No, not that's not going to happen. Not that's not going to happen. Evan if you're waiting Fournier, for it to happen, you're going to be waiting a very long time. Evan Fournier is going to be sitting for a while. <laughs> you know, with Tibbs, it's not like he has some secret formula. It's no, not it's like we're going to get to the playoffs and all of a sudden he's going to switch things. Oh, I no one ever had expected this. That's not going to happen. That's not his style. I'm not happy unless I'm miserable. Exactly. He's, yeah, that's right. Well, look, he, a lot of people can relate to that. It's true, and and here's the funny thing, Lee. He's not alone. All coaches shrink their bench when you get to the postseason because there's too much at stake. They all all play all coaches shrink their bench somewhat, maybe one even two players during the postseason because you can't afford to go long stretches where you have turnovers that could cost you games. Especially in this, especially in in this where no lead where no lead is safe league right now. 
And, and look, when he when he shortened the bench, that's what spurred the turnaround of the season. Why would he? Yeah. Why would he all of a sudden be saying, you know what? Let's get rid of that. Yeah, no, he's not gonna do it. Yeah. He's just not. Daniel's in the car. What's up, Daniel? Hey, what's up, fellas? So, um, <laughs> I had a, a proposal. Like, is this the time that we start looking at RJ? You know, they give him all this money and see what he do this year going into the playoffs. And maybe in the off season, thinking about bringing somebody in like uh, Paul George or Bradley Beal in his place. You know, to elevate the team a little further. I don't know what you guys think about that. Um, Daniel, thanks for the call. I don't think Paul George is going to be an option because I think he's going to stay in L.A. with the Clippers, depending on where they go. But, Daniel, let me just humor me for a second, Daniel. Let me just enjoy this run first. Yeah. Let me see what happens before I got to start making changes in the offseason. Let me just let me just enjoy this ride for a moment. If you're going to write a sequel to a book, I think you got to finish the first book. Yeah. You got to see how this book ends before you yeah. start writing the, the, how next season's going to go. So, you know, there's still plenty of time for RJ Barrett to turn things around. And, yeah. and let's say he, he's, he finishes the regular season. It's a pedestrian regular season uh, that didn't live up to the expectations going in. But then he has a monster playoff. That's going to change everybody's feelings about things. So you, ha- you have to see how everything plays out first before. Now, would it shock me if, if R.J. Barrett turns out he's already been on the block? So, yeah, really. You mm-hmm. know, they were already talking about him. So I would think that that would still be a possibility, but it has to be the right player that, that you're, you're looking to land. Yeah, but I don't want to think about that right now. No, that's not what's the know. time for it. Yeah, but I understand. I understand where you're going, Daniel. Daniel's just like you know what I'm. I'm I see this team. I, I, I want to move on. I want to get better. I, I need another score. I get it. I get it. But right now, I just let me see what. Let me see if he can build on these last two games, because he was much better these last two games. Mm-hmm. And the first game, the, the double, the the the, the, the uh, double overtime game, uh, he was. That's the the first game without uh, Brunson. That's the best he was, all season. Now he was he was great in that game, great in that game. So let me see if he can build on that, and then I'll worry about that. But I don't want to think about the off season already. No, no, we got too much good stuff left. This is what we're trust me. There's been plenty of times where we at this part of the the year, and we're talking about next season, and it makes sense. Yeah, this is not that time. No, and earlier we were talking about the next season. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man. When we return, we'll continue our conversation on the Knicks. We'll also touch on the, a little football, what's going on with the Giants and the Jets as well. You're listening to ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN New York.